Hey guys, this is Chaitan. This is Shiv. This is Arun. And this is Abby. And welcome to Who Got Next, episode 85. So as of our last recording, we've been through game three of Milwaukee, Brooklyn, uh, as well as game two of the Utah Clippers series. And then we had game threes of Philly and Atlanta. Game four is going on right now. We had game three of Phoenix, Denver. On Saturday, we had a single game, Utah, L.A. And then on Sunday, we had game four of Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and game four of Phoenix, Denver. Uh, We're going to start with the Brooklyn-Milwaukee series, which ended in an 86-83. Pretty much a dogfight. No one could make any baskets. It just seemed like a really, I wouldn't say poorly played game, but it was... Their shooting was terrible. Uh, Brooklyn went 36% from the field, 25% from three. Milwaukee went 38% from the field, 19% from three. And it ended up Milwaukee winning the game 86-83 on, I I wouldn't say controversial, but it was an interesting last couple of possessions for the Brooklyn Nets. And then game four, which happened yesterday, ended in a Milwaukee victory as well. And final score was 107-96. But the big news out of that series is Kyrie Irving sprained his ankle, and if anyone saw the injury, it looked like his ankle made a complete 90-degree turn. And he will be out for Game 5, and James Harden is also out for Game 5. So we pretty much saw a series completely shift momentum after in game three in game three and then heading into game four um brooklyn will be home for game five but after what we saw from in game three and game four it looks like this series could be over uh arun what are your thoughts uh my thoughts um if i'm a nets fan right now i am very concerned especially with this ankle injury that Kyrie sustained yesterday. That ankle did not look um, – the ankle injury did not look good. He's obviously going to miss game five, and Harden is still out. My my question is, when is Harden coming back? He should be coming back sometime this series, right? Or I remember Abby said he could also miss the first round. So See, what's the status on that? You think they will rush him back from that hamstring injury? I mean, I guess that's the only case. It was – he missed the last 18 games of the regular season – because of the same hamstring, uh, because of a hamstring on the same injury. leg, same same hamstring. I would assume so, just because he looked fine part of round one, and yeah, I, I would assume it's the same leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if Kyrie and Harden are out, then we're gonna have to see KD pretty much will this team to a victory. The last game, yeah, uh, yesterday's game on Sunday, uh, KD. They they heavily relied on KD for the offense, and the Bucks also had some great com- contributions from Chris Milton. Drew Holiday came up came up huge yesterday. Not only he was scoring, but he was uh, setting up his teammates. So that was so he stepped up. That was good. But um, KD KD's gonna need some help from this Brooklyn Brooklyn role players. Bruce Brown has to step up. All these guys gotta step up if they have if they want a chance, cause. From the looks of it, I think I think Nets are gonna lose game five. 
Um, Shift. Right yeah, I, I agree. Um, yesterday, besides Kevin Durant, um, there was no other player besides Kyrie Irving that even had double-digit scoring. Kyrie had 11. The rest of the starters and the rest of that team had less than 10 points. He had absolutely no contributions. And you can see as soon as KD, uh, Kyrie went down, um, their only source of offense was from KD. And yeah, he was lights out in that third quarter. But props to P.J. Tucker because he played phenomenal defense on KD. You can see towards the end of the game, anytime um, yeah, KD, was a lot, he had a lot of turnovers. Um, he had five turnovers. I think a lot of them came in that third and for that second half. Um, so props to P.J. Tucker for locking him down um, because they know nobody else on that team was getting any type of points. You lock down KD, um, you're basically shutting off that Nets, um, that Nets offense. And Milwaukee just ran away with it. And as talented as KD is, if the rest of the Nets play the same way they did in that third game, I mean, fourth game, I see no way that Milwaukee loses game uh, game five. The only thing going for Brooklyn is that it's home court. But besides that, I, I just, I'm concerned if I'm Brooklyn Nets because Kyrie's not coming back anytime soon. James Harden was projected to come back yesterday. Now it's changed. He's projected to come back uh, Thursday, but I it doesn't seem likely. There, there, there's something else going on there, and he's not coming back, in my opinion, in this series. That's the same hamstring, um, Arun. It was the same hamstring. Hamstring, right, yeah. That's that's troublesome because even if he comes back, he's still got to be cautious of that, not re-aggravating it like he just did. Abishai, what's your thoughts on this series? Uh, as soon as I saw that injury go to ha- happen, first thing I thought of was one person and one person only, LeBron. James. Yeah. Kevin Durant, hello. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the club. I have absolutely zero sympathy, zero anything, first of all, for this team, and second of all, for that player. Because ever since OKC, listen, we've said this, and I will forever say this. Siobhan probably, if Siobhan will say this, Arun, you'll probably say it. Chaitan will probably say it as well. It is so easy. Listen, obviously, these are all professionals. They're doing it at the highest level possible. I am not a professional, so I'm not trying to act like, yo, you know what you're talking about. But listen, bro, when you have a top five point guard of all time, possibly the second greatest ever, is Steph Curry, the greatest shooter of all time. You have Klay Thompson, top three, top four greatest shooter of all time. Draymond Green, Hall of Famer, one of the best defenders ever. Andre Iguodala, finals MVP. And you're going up against one player in LeBron James and you win, bro, there is nothing to be. You should not feel a sense of accomplishment because it's one ver- it's one versus legit four players or five players, however you want to look at it. So now LeBron was able to at least, uh, well, the first time around he had Kyrie and they lost the series four one, but he won a game. He looked, he looked competent. When he was out there, they lost the series because they were supposed to lose the series. Second time around, there's no Kyrie. They have J.R. Smith, Jeff Green, Justin Thompson, Kyle Korver. They got these dudes, George Hill, and LeBron drops 51 and almost beats the Golden State Warriors, if not for, you know, what J.R. Smith did. So, and obviously they got swept because they should have gotten swept. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear absolutely nothing. Because first of all, 
a thing that I heard today, which is the most blasphemous thing I may have heard this whole calendar year. When Skip Bayless, I said, I love Skip Bayless. He's a very entertaining figure. When this man legit said, had the audacity to say that he should be banned from the airwaves, from FS Sports for one week minimum for what he said. He said the Golden State Warriors, what LeBron went up against the Golden State Warriors is more difficult. I mean, was less difficult than Giannis and the Bucks and what KD's going to go up against. That is complete blasphemy. It's complete bullshit. You should not be allowed to talk basketball. Go ahead, talk football. Talk baseball, talk whatever you do, but you cannot talk basketball after such an asinine statement. Kevin Durant still has Blake Griffin, Landry Shamet, Joe Harris in the league in three point shooting. He still has um, Jeff Green. Jeff Green came back from injury. Mike he James. Still has Mike James, who has been decent. He still has a, a Cabarro, Tyler Johnson. All these players have serviceable players. Serviceable yeah. players. And if you are Kevin, I was I was laughing, bro. Arun, I was laughing, bro, mm-hmm. because in the first round, everyone was sucking KD. Yo, sick. KD looks phenomenal. KD's the best player on the planet. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude. First of all, you're going up against the Boston Celtics with no roster, basically intact. Second of all, it is easy to be the best player on the planet and score whenever you want when you're not getting doubled, you're not getting tripled, you're wide freaking open. So. It's all about context. Who are you playing with? Who are you playing against? And I'll be honest, game three, I don't know what Kevin Durant I saw. Game four yesterday, I don't know what Kevin Durant I saw. Mm-hmm. If that was LeBron James, every single second of the day, we'd be criticizing him. Oh, look at LeBron. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Guess what? LeBron has done it. LeBron has taken teams to the finals with absolutely no help. So, Kevin Durant, this is the biggest game. I can't say career. But it is one of his biggest moments ever. This is the biggest game of his Brooklyn Nets career for sure. I don't want any excuses. You're at home. This is the, one of the best home teams in the world. I mean, in, in the NBA, it's so one of the best teams. Uh, top, probably, probably top three, top four teams at home. I would mm-hmm. say Utah, them, Phoenix, and probably um, Philly. So, listen, I've seen James Harden. I understand it was in the regular season. But I've seen James Harden, no Kyrie, no KD. I've seen him beat uh, the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix. I've seen him single-handedly beat so many teams. I understand that was a regular season, but he still did it. It's one game. Who knows? Maybe Kyrie or Harding comes back for game six. But overall, I want zero excuses. I don't give a shit about injuries because I can go back in history. I can go back in the past five years and list you multiple injuries. I do not care. This team has been injured the whole freaking year. Out of 72 games, they played eight games together. What evidence did you have as a public or general consensus that this team would stay healthy for four straight series. You have zero evidence of that. So once again, the Milwaukee Bucks, this is also the biggest game of Giannis's career. Because if you lose this series now, you'll never live it down. I mean, I just want to say what, go on what uh, Skip Bayless said. Yeah, that Golden State Warriors team won something. This Milwaukee team hasn't. It just blast for me to say something like that but come on now i have a question yo i have a question so let's say the nets end up winning this ring okay kd comes in next game what is it game five and he stinks up the joint and he plays awful and they drop that game at home and the bucks go up three two but then the next game Kyrie or harding comes back and they end up winning the series and eventually they end up winning the the championship would that would that change the perception on kd no, nothing he does oh. this season can change any perception. No? I'm not saying it's by himself. It will just further prove that that this that. team he, he needs he needs a super team. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm just going to feel like, okay, if James Harden comes back, I know how much Abby does not – is not a fan of James Harden. Listen, but- I'll be honest. If James Harden played the next game and Kyrie did it, I would feel even, I would feel so confident still as a Bucks supporter. Listen, I have yet to see James Harden do shit in the freaking playoffs. I do not fear him in the playoffs. I have years and years of evidence to support that. If Kyrie Irving does the court with KD – yeah, I have fear in my heart against them. So if James Harden came back in this game, which I thought he would, which he isn't, I didn't care if I'm a Bucks fan. He's done nothing to prove anything to me. I mean, it's a fair point, though. I mean, James Harden has never played with a player with the caliber of uh, Kevin Durant. But uh, I see okay, where you're coming from. There, there's with him, but that was a different KD. And that was a different Harden. Yeah, that was way. That was a long time. Harden wasn't. Okay, okay, okay. Forget that. I've seen James Harden go up against a San Antonio Spurs team with Kawhi Leonard not playing, Tim Duncan not playing, and they lost by forty at home. I've I, seen a James Harden team. Chris Paul leads you up three two. You have one game to win. You lose that goal this day, yes, and then you Abby, come home and you set so, a record for missing. So Abby, points. if Kyrie doesn't come back. I think I feel like you're riding off the nets for this series. Oh, hell yeah. Does. Hell yeah. But if Harden comes back, what if Harden comes back? Are you oh, still no. Like, no, 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 no. The only no, way, in my opinion, uh, the nets will win this series is if they both come back or they Kyrie comes back only. Oh. I don't think Kyrie's coming back. Just Arun, uh, Kyrie's not coming back. Arun, I cashed out on my bet. My preseason bet for the nets, uh, nets winning, I cashed out. Yeah, I can't smart. see any way that Kyrie comes back because <laughs> smart. I saw that they said that he's in a walking wing crutches, bro. How can you come back? Oh, he had the whole boot on. Didn't he have like the whole, the walking boot? Yeah, the yeah, whole boot on. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like how in the world can you come back within? These nah, I feel like hard. he will come back maybe 50% and I don't take that chance. I, I feel like if Harden comes back, they could, they could steal a game. If, if James Harden comes back, there's a slight chance, but they're also okay, down 3-2 and they will be down 3-2. Wait, I don't know. We got to see, man. We got, it's 2-2 right now. We got to see it. What if KD goes off for 50? He's if more he than capable. Of for 50, I don't want to hear anything about Giannis again. Okay. What happens if KD drops a 50 piece and they lose, right? But Kyrie comes back game six and they end up winning the series. Does that change our perception of KD? Mm. He drops a 50 piece, but they still lose. If the, if he drops a fifty piece, there is no way they should lose. There, Bro, we always talk happen. about the fifty-one point game, right? It was one of the greatest performances, but he lost. But he lost to one of the greatest teams of all time. This Bucks team is nowhere close to that Warriors team. Okay, yeah, I, I just want your, I just wanted to see what what the. In my opinion, I agree with Rune. If he drops fifty, they shouldn't lose the game. And yeah, the role players got to give you something. You know, KD is dropping a very efficient fifty, but I don't see fifty happening just because. I don't see any of the. Nets They're making play. it hard for him, dude. Yeah, PJ Tucker is playing PJ so Tucker, physical. No, PJ got a double game check for what he did yesterday. Yo, he was five he was inches bad. taller, bro. The last time Kevin Durant sc- um, shot less than forty percent in a playoff game was in twenty eighteen, which was against. Um, PJ Tucker in the Houston Rockets. Yeah, PJ Tucker. Uh, yeah, when he was getting guarded by PJ Tucker in twenty eighteen, which is a crazy stat because PJ Tucker. It's a small guy, but he plays physical, and I love yeah. it. Well, he's only like six five, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he's he, he's he's Baki though. He's, he's remember he's, the Rockets played him at center, bro. There's a reason. Yeah. 
Yo, that was amazing. <laughs> he gives it all he has, bro. It, it, it's very – That's why I hate it when these teams that don't play defense are this bad defense. It's all about desire. This man is guarding possibly the greatest scorer of all time mm-hmm. with a seven-inch disadvantage, and he's, like, in his, what, mid-30s? If I think he's, he's definitely above 30 years old. Yeah, he's old. He's old. And he is straight up doing everything in the in his power. And he has efficiently stopping him. You can legit say he stopped him. He stopped him. He messed with him. He got in his head, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and for the past two games, he's done it. Kevin Durant has not shot well in game three or game four. And PJ Tucker is 80% responsible for that. The defensive player of the year, Giannis, is not the one guarding him. PJ Tucker is the one guarding him. And P.J. Tucker, he is getting all his money's worth. He, it, bro, it's just amazing. That's why I'm saying defense, obviously there is some skill involved with it. It's about one, two as well. And so far, the Bucks. listen, man, the Bucks have to win tomorrow. Because if you lose tomorrow, you'll lose the series. You can't lose tomorrow. If I'm if I'm the if I'm the Bucks coach, if I'm Mike, I I put Giannis on KD the whole game. I don't worry. I don't really worry about you know Giannis creating my offense. I let I let Giannis lock down KD. We're talking about a defensive player of the year, and I let Drew. I let uh, Holiday. I let my other. I let Middleton. I let my other players. You know, do a majority of the scoring. This you game lock, should not even be close, in my opinion. It, it should Remember not be. Down two players. Have, you lock down KD, it's over. KD, Joe Harris, end of discussion. Those are two. You have one super threat, one crazy nuclear weapon, and you have one other player that can straight up kill you. That's it. You have to, you have three defenders, PJ Tucker, Giannis, Drew Holiday. Three players versus two. Figure it out. Mike Budenholzer, Giannis, Milwaukee. You lose tomorrow, bro. You're, bro, I don't think you're going to win the series there because then – the basically that basically means the Nets. All they gotta do is, yo, Game Seven's at the crib. If James Harden comes back for that, or if Kyrie comes back for Game Seven, we can't lose at home. Apparently, we have some home cooking going on here. If they lose tomorrow, so Milwaukee, you have to win tomorrow, and then you have to close the scouts in six. Simple as that. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot riding on uh, this game for tomorrow for both KD's legacy and Giannis. More so, Giannis. But right. actually, no, I think it's both ways. I think it's equal. Kevin Durant got approved. Listen, past three years, he's been sheltered, you can say. Oh, I have Steph Curry. I have Clay Thompson. I have Draymond Green. I have uh, uh, Andre Iguodala. I have Steve Kerr. I have this Golden State uh, nuclear weapon going on here. And then this year, oh, I got James Harden. I got Kyrie Irving. I got Joe Harris. I got Jeff Green. I got Blake Griffin. I got all these players. No, now it's here we go. If LeBron James was in the same exact situation, fully healthy, obviously this year he wasn't. So if he was in the same exact situation and he was up two, and the seniors was 2-2 at the crib and he was going up against Milwaukee and Anthony Davis went down and he lost and played like shit, they would straight up ridicule him. Same thing applies here. I mean, what's it, what's at stake here is if KD loses this series, we're not, we're not going to talk, uh, talk about him like, oh, he's one of the top two players in the league. I about it. I I I, who, I I still think he is, regardless of what happens tomorrow. But he's not that guy. He's not like he's not what. I, I told you nobody hates Kevin Durant more than me. The right? most my the mo, the best player on 
in the NBA, fully healthy, is a monster in Philly. Simple as that. He is the yeah. monster. It's Joel Embiid. I mean, look what we'll he's doing with, with the torn meniscus, man. Yeah. And dude. if I had to go with another person, it'd be Arunda just said it, a LeBron James. Yeah, fully healthy. I got to see what you can do with less players. Yeah. You, if you combine Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons, you still don't get Kyrie Irving or James Harden. So, simply put. It's literally what I was telling you right before this is Philly is the most flawed playoff team if you think about it because Steph Curry, uh, Seth Curry can shoot the lights out, but he's small. You can target him on defense. Ben Simmons can't shoot a lick. Mat- uh, Matisse Thybul, yeah, he, he just made second uh, all all team defense. Defense, yeah, yeah, but you put him on the court, I can double whoever I want because he's not a threat to score. Joel Embiid is the reason that Philly wins most of these games. And he's doing it on a torn meniscus. <laughs> it's amazing how Philly built this roster with such flaws in them that you, like, when they're clicking, you don't notice them, but when they're losing, you notice them. And the biggest team at this help, this this, this injury situation in the Nets help, it's everybody else in this that's not in this series. Yeah. This injury Bucks. situation helps everybody besides the Bucks. This makes Philly be like, yo, we got home court. We can win and go to the NBA Finals. The Phoenix Suns, Utah Jazz, and LA Clippers are like, oh, my God. We all got a chance. So, it's beautiful. It's basketball karma. Uh, Listen, Kyrie Irving, you were rubbing your foot on Lucky the Leprechaun, bro. Hey, man, I'm just saying, bad luck. You don't want to mess with bad luck. You You were skipping out on practice. You were not, not giving your coach or your players a heads up. Nah, nah yeah, there, there, there's, there's, there's no, he does not, no player deserves an injury regardless of all that. I'm not saying he deserves an injury because no player deserves an injury, but you do deserve how you, the way you treat the game is how you get the, the game responds back to you. Yeah. How, how, my opinion. I don't know. I, 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 I don't agree with that part. There's nothing a player can do to deserve anything like that. I think the worst part about it was it was non-contact. Non-contact injuries are the worst. He stepped on Giannis. He stepped on Giannis. He, he stepped on. Yeah, he he just came down and Giannis's foot was there. Apparently, they were saying mid-game that Giannis they, they were gonna look back to see and maybe no. give a foul to Giannis. Yeah, that's screen. just that's just straight nonsense. Yeah, I was just like that. I've never <laughs> heard that in my life. He's standing there. You want him to what move? Yeah, no. One of the uh, replays looked like he didn't step on anything. I was like, "Wait a second. Uh, that the way it turned, he stepped on it. Yeah, he definitely stepped on it. But like, that's not Giannis's fault, you know. It's it's that's just unfortunate. Yeah, the the, the rule supposed to be like what Zaza did to Kawhi, where he he landed in Kawhi's landing zone, and that's how Kawhi got hurt. Giannis was just standing there, and then Kawhi ends up coming down on him. That's not his fault. So. It's a terrible situation. You don't want anyone to get hurt. Simple as that, obviously. You want to see the Stars play. But, yeah, you can't call that a fr- – obviously, we'll get into Jokic. That series was a completely different scenario. Yeah, right? let's let's go on to the Suns and Nuggets series, man. The Suns go Ooh, ahead go ahead and go ahead and sweep. Bring the brooms out on the Nuggets. MVP Jokic got injected yesterday. Go ahead, Chetan. So, Phoenix, game three, Friday, wins it comfortably 116-102. And then – they come back Sunday with the potential to sweep the series. They finish off the Denver Nuggets, 125-118, one 
led by Chris Paul's 37 points. I was sitting there. He made that one move where he just slight flick of the wrist brings it back. He br- The entire defense shifted to the left and he just got an easy layup. And I'm just sitting there like, yo, this is really the point guard right here. Uh, Devin Booker, 34 points 40 uh, on 25 shots. A very efficient game from him. And the MVP Joker on fr- uh, what was it Thursday? What game three? He dropped 32, 20, and 10. Mm-hmm. Put the team on his back. Only two players have ever done that in the playoffs. Wilt Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Wow. It just happened in a loss. And my, uh, Michael Malone just kept calling his team soft. And honestly, I believe it because every single one of these games, all four of them, the third quarter, the Phoenix Suns won. The Phoenix Suns won the third quarter and finished. Uh, that's how they won every single one of these series. Right, every before you go any further, I need, before you go any further, I need apologies from three people here. All three of you, Aaron Gordon. I want apologies from every single one of you that ever claimed this dude is actually good at the game of basketball because he was in Orlando and he was getting killed in Orlando. Hey, I never said he was good. Man, I didn't think we were, we were, we were messing with you. If anything, I don't think anybody was serious about him being good. But he was a great coach. He was a great We could we. Outside of Aaron Gordon, I think we could crucify every player on that team. MPJ, this was your time to shine and prove to people that, hey, I was worth that pick and I should have gone sooner in that draft. And he did not come up this series. Monte Morris, don't even get me started on him. Uh, who else? Will well, Barton came Will back. Boring, he, gave it a, he, he came gave back. It yeah, but it was it, he came back a little too late. Didn't he miss a few games? I think he, he missed. missed a, yeah, he, he hadn't played a game since the 25th of May. Yeah, if Will Barton came back earlier, I think it could have had a better chance at the winning the series. But we saw how much they missed Jamal Murray and how much that injury impacted their championship hopes, man. Yeah, I got. I feel bad for Jokic, bro. This guy was out here hooping all by himself. But we got to give flowers to CP3, man. Compared to the last series, this guy turned it up in every single stat. And yesterday, I I, I couldn't believe my eyes. This guy was pulling up, bringing the ball up, mid-range, water. Coming again, coming again next possession, pulling, bringing up the ball, mid-range. His mid-range is second to none in the league right now. So I think him, I think the two of the top three mid-range shooters are on that team. Yeah, D-Book and CP. I can't argue second, with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, he scored 14 straight points, I think, on that same spot. It was ridiculous. That third quarter just ran away with him. That's why the whole season I said he is the MVP. Last year, this team, they won those eight straight games in the bubble, but this team had been uh, had a decade-long drought of not making the playoffs. You insert one player. And now they are in the conference finals and potentially going to the NBA finals. That's the MVP. He's that amazing. He's 36 and he's still doing it. He looks like he's still the same guy that was in Houston. He can do this for however long he wants, it looks like. And it's truly an honor to watch him play. Now, if he can win the championship, can he become a top five point guard? 
Yes. Um, I think he can. I think he can become five. I still I, – Magic is one. I would still keep Steph Curry, too. I still Oscar keep, Robinson. Oscar Robinson. Arun got it right there. And then you got to respect Isaiah Thomas, who got two rings with Detroit. You John Stockton. John Stockton, all-time assist leader. But if – but that's the thing. John Stockton never won a ring. So if Chris Paul can Chris do Paul, that mm-hmm. – Obviously, my man, Allen Iverson, listen, I love Allen Iverson. I've been preaching Allen Iverson forever. But at the end of the day, yeah, he went to the NBA Finals. He won that one game against the Shaq and Kobe Lakers. Yeah, that's the thing. That one ring can change everything. It can make – plus at 36. At 36, with a team, the Phoenix Suns, who most people thought, okay, they'd be okay. They'd be good. They'd be a playoff team. And no one – I'm not going to say nobody, but most players, most people didn't think they could get to this point. And they have. So, Chris Paul – Bro, he knows it. He knows it. 3-0. He knows that. Yo, don't be comfortable. Clippers and Utah is 2-1. That could be a seven-game, six-game series. We can win this game. and We're chilling for a week. And he took advantage of that. And they did it. They swept them. This same team, Denver team, beat down Portland. And they just dogged them by 15 points per game. That was a huge margin. None of us saw that coming. I don't even remember what we all – I think we all picked the Suns, but we picked them in like six. I think someone may have said yeah. seven. I'm not sure. But to sweep six. them. Six. Yeah, bro, but to sweep them. And by 15 points per um, – by average, that tells you something. That's it's, That it's tells crazy. me that Portland should have won that series against the Nuggets because they had – they should have won that. Yeah. Right? They let Dame down. That's why it's meaning to watch Suns and um... – Suns and, yeah. Sons and Trailblazers would have been the show. Dame versus uh, a backcourt fight, backcourt battle versus D book. That would have been a shootout. And but, what's your guys' thoughts on? You guys want to go on to this next Western Conference series? I I do want to talk about one thing though. All right, go ahead. That that uh, ejection. It was a flagrant one. It should not have been a flagrant. Ah, bro, I was literally just I I I literally (laughs) messaged Arun. Ah, not Arun. Um, Chaitan and Abby. I was just like, yo, I think it's time for me to start getting into football because this mm-hmm. league, just like John Moran said, <laughs> the league is soft. It's pathetic. And Cameron point. Payne didn't even get hit in the face. He was he, dancing, he did a great he was job. Dancing like he was 100% in the locker room post game. Nah, he did it. He sold it. He I think it, it was a flagrant one because, bro, he, I, I, Jokic did it because he got fouled. They didn't call it. So he goes after Payton, lines up and ball. You do not eject the MVP in an elimination yeah, game. Yeah, completely agree. You don't inject him, but it was a flagrant one because that was completely. Yes, that's a flagrant one. Yes, yeah. but yo, in the, in a game like that, you, it, bro, it's it's yeah, especially in Denver, in Denver. What's like, up? In yeah, Denver, too, home, it was yeah. at his home court and game four elimination game, and you, yeah, I agree. Like you, you can't take him out. I was shocked. I'm like. Flagrant one, easy. Flagrant one, call it flagrant one. Give him a two free throws in possession. Simple as that. When they called it a flagrant two, I'm like, okay. Um, when I first saw the foul, I didn't even think it was a flagrant because I didn't even see him get hit. Yeah. It looked like he was all ball when it was just live. But then you slow it down, you can see he kind of like he, he kind of swiped his nose. Okay, so I can see, yes, you know, anything to the face is a flagrant one. But a flagrant two, come on. Yeah, they, they showed like four angles on replay. And every single one of them looked like he got all ball. And I'm sitting there yeah. like, yeah, where is foul? But this is what I don't understand. Because you can call these fouls, and if you call it equally, okay, fine, we have a, a body of evidence. LeBron James, that play-in game, Arun probably remembers it, Siobhan probably remembers it, that play-in game against the Warriors, 
LeBron drives. Draymond Green puts both his hands in the air to <laughs> stop LeBron from dunking it. And he straight up swats him down on his head and drops him. And that's a common foul. Yeah, you can't do that. They're, they're very inconsistent with it. And if you yeah, saw... Yeah. The the Brooklyn game that was a little more physical. That game they let him. Uh, who who got um elbowed in his eye and was bleeding? Oh, uh, Connaughton, Connaughton, yeah. right? And they just played on. Not even a foul, nothing. The man is gushing blood out of his eye socket, and not a single. <laughs> foul. It's just like yo, it, it, this is it's so inconsistent. It's the, something needs to be done with this league because they're going to start losing fans. If they haven't already, I prefer the game the way the Bucks game was called because that's how basketball should be played. I don't want to see 130 to 120, 120 or 110 when these bum players that are somewhat decent dropping 40 points a game, 30 points a game when they have no business doing it. You should be allowed to play defense. And the way that Bucks game was officiated, officiated, that's how basketball should be officiated. But yeah, I completely agree with Siobhan, bro. That's you can't eject the MVP in that situation. That is not a flagrant two. The flagrant one, play it on, put, give him a tech, whatever. But, bro, it's ridiculous. LeBron James got destroyed in his face. He was on the ground for 10 minutes. And that was a common foul. Okay, Cameron Payne is much smaller than LeBron James. So what? It's about the action. It's not about the, who the action is committed on. It's about the action. So and It's also about who commits the action because Jokic acted out of character. While yeah, exactly. Draymond, Draymond does dirty shit all the time. Yeah, that's a valid point. You know that Jokic is not doing it with malicious intent. Yeah. You know, it was well, just... Chaitan mentioned, yeah, the, the NBA committee, committee, Adam Silver and all them coming together, uh, trying to get rid of Trey Young and uh, the way James Harden gets calls. Cal- like okay, it. I hope so. Listen, I'll see it from the game one because James Harden gets these calls every game. Every game. Trey Young with his popping his booty back, acting <laughs> like, I don't know, what type of dance move he's doing on the court. So I've been saying this for the whole season. This is not basketball. This is straight bullshit. You're manipulating the rules just so you can uh, uh, get to the free throw line, get easy points. That should not be happening. Play basketball. If it's a foul, a real foul, you get the call. When you manipulate it, and it's referee's fault because they're the ones calling. They know the, what these dudes are doing, and you cannot allow it. So hopefully, yeah, the way Chaitan said it, hopefully the committee can fix this situation. Okay. Where do you guys want to go to next? Oh, we know where we're going next. Clippers. All right. We go to other series in the Western Conference. Clippers and Jazz. So Thursday night, the Utah Jazz beat the Los Angeles Clippers 117-111, led by Donovan Mitchell's 37 points. Um, second highest lead, uh, the leading scorer for the Clippers. Do you know who it was? Paul George. The leading score for game three or game four? Game three for the Clippers. Game three for the Clippers. Was no, it No. Reggie Jackson? Reggie Jackson. Wow. Oh, yeah, he did. He did have a, an amazing night. Right. But in game three, the Clippers come back, win 132-106, game high. No, no, you mean game four. Yeah, game uh, game three. Game three, game three. It's 2-1. Oh, right? You're right. You're my bad, my bad. Game right. four, Play game yeah. four. So game three, game high score was Kawhi Leonard with 34 points. So it looks like in both the uh, in every in all the games that we've seen uh, except one, the Jazz can't really stop Kawhi Leonard. Um, but in the other way around is 
you um the Clippers can't really stop Donovan Mitchell. Um, I'm looking at the game stats right now. Paul George had a pretty good game, thirty really good points, game. Uh, twelve uh, on twelve of fifty uh, percent shooting, six of ten from three. It looked like an all-around victory for the Los Angeles Clippers, who are still at home for Game Four tonight. Uh, what are your takeaways from Game Three, which went with it went the Utah Jazz's way, and then Game Four, which went the Clippers' way? Arun, wait, hold up. Game Game Three was uh, Clippers won that Game Three, right? No, game yeah, game three was where Clippers won and game PG. Game two was, yeah, my bad. Game two is the one where the Jazz won and game three yeah. was the Clippers won. There we go. Yeah, so game three, uh, I'm looking at the box score right now. Your two main players, uh, Kawhi Leonard, PG, stepped up 30 points each, and you had the role players step up. So that's that's going to get it done. In my book, if you have your top two players score 30-plus and you have your role players uh addition addition a few points um that could that could that really helps your team offensively but um Donovan Mitchell uh the last game he didn't play too well he only had 30 points I'm expecting like 40 point games from him at this point because to me in my opinion he's the best player in that series I would take uh, I would take him over Kawhi I said this like after game one to one of my friends and he looked at me crazy I said I would take Donovan Mitchell over Kawhi, and so far he's been proving it. But Donovan Mitchell, uh, I feel like they're they're definitely missing Mike Conley still too. I don't know what's the status on him and when he's coming back, but if he came back, the series would definitely shift into Utah Utah's favor. But we saw Clippers down 2-0, go back home, steal a game, and now they're in the series once again, just like they were in the math series coming back from 2-0 to eventually win the series. So Clippers are still not done. Um, they still got a fighting chance. And I think I think this series is just getting started, to be honest. Abby, what do you think? Or Shiv? Uh, I think – I want to bl- – actually – You think, you think this series is going to go the distance or is going to – Utah is going to finish no. them early? I think Utah ends this in five. Oof. Oh man, I like that. Five, I think I picked the Clippers game three, and I felt because that was like, yo, self respect, self pride. Kawhi Leonard said we have fight in us. That's great. I'm going by, I'm going by the track record. I do not see a situation today where Nicholas Batum drops 17, Reggie <laughs> Jackson drops four threes, Paul George drops five threes, and they win. I cannot envision them all playing. They basically played their best game almost possible. And yeah, they took it, they beat, and they beat Utah. I don't expect Utah to come out that way again. And I don't expect the Clippers to play like that again. And then obviously, we got the news today. Mike Collins, if Mike Collins played today, I would be completely 100% solo. In fact, that this series is over in five. Mike Collins not being there, then I can see a chance where the Clippers can win tonight. I still believe Utah wins tonight, and then they close this out at the crib. If Mike Conley, in my opinion, worst-case scenario, the Utah Jazz lose this game, Mike Conley comes back game five, they win that game, and then they close it out in the at Staples Center in six. But if Mike Conley was playing tonight, which he isn't, I would have been so 100% sold 
This series is over in five. Right now, I'll say I'm 75% sold. I completely believe in this Utah team. I do not believe in this Clippers team, period. Paul George, give him credit where he's due. He was phenomenal last game. He was phenomenal. Five threes made. Kawhi Leonard, phenomenal. Reggie Jackson has been the unsung hero for this entire playoff run. Rondo who? All we heard was Skip Bayless and all these people. Oh, they got Rondo. They got Rondo. Really? I don't see no Rondo. All I see is Reggie Jackson with his goggles on. And I see Patrick Beverly. Rondo's not even playing anymore. So I don't want to hear this bullshit no more without Rondo. They're winning because of the best players in this series playing and performing. I don't want to hear about Rondo. Rondo only did what he did last year because he had LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Okay? So I don't want to hear this. I'm not saying this from you guys. I'm talking about in general. People that are throwing this Rondo, the difference maker scenario. Can he be a difference maker? Yes. But to make him a missing piece is straight up nonsense. The reason why the Clippers win is because their top two players and the supporting cast live up to expectations. And I just don't think they're going to do that again today. Javon. Um, well, Abby, I completely disagree with you. And I think this matchup goes to at least six or seven games. Um, game one, neither team played very good. Um, and Utah only won by three points. Game two, um, Clippers did not play their best game. It was still only a six-point game. And then game three, yeah, we saw we saw what we expect out of, you know, players like Paul George out of Kawhi. You know, drop 30, Kawhi dropping 34, Paul George dropping 31. The role players stepping up. Um, Clippers are the best three-point shooting uh, team in the league, and we saw that on um, Saturday night. Um, and... I think that because none of these games have really been blow, except for game three, the two games that Utah won, neither of them were blowouts. Neither of them were, neither of them were, you know, wow, Utah straight dominated this game. Um, and because of that, I think that Clippers have a very good chance of beating them. Also, I don't know how serious that ankle injury was for um, Donnie on Saturday night. It didn't look too bad. He looked like, you know, everything was okay. He point um he pointed out that he was good, but I don't know. I'm not completely sold. So, I don't know if anybody knows the status of his ankle right now. He's playing. He's good. He said he's good. I know I know he's playing. Oh, I know he's playing. Oh, oh I thought you were asking like if you wanted like an update. No, 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 no. No, no. I I know he's playing. I just don't know is it is it 100%? Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. Yeah, they're never going to tell yeah, something like that. that. Yeah, I don't know how bad it is, but because of that factor and because of the fact that Utah never really blew the Clippers out any of these games, I still have confidence that Kawhi Leonard is Kawhi Leonard, um, and he he he's gonna he's not going out without a fight. You know, we all counted out the Clippers, including me. We all counted out the Clippers when they were down 0-2 with the Mavs, and every single one of us were wrong. Who's to say that they can't do it again? I know Utah isn't Mavs. You know, the Utah aren't Mavs. They're, they, as a team, they're much better than the Mavs. Um, okay, yeah. so let me ask this question to everybody. and Everyone, I, I want to answer from everyone. We had our pre, pre-series thoughts. Okay, 2-1, Utah. Shabam, you started off. What do you think is the situation now? Who wins this series and, and how many games? Um, because I originally had Clippers, I think I had Clippers in six or seven. I'm going to have to ride with Clippers in seven. Um, I would love to see Donnie eliminate them. 
Um, but right now, Mike Connolly still not in. We don't know when he's going to be back, do we? No, we don't. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I my my prediction is based on the fact that I'm assuming he doesn't come back at all this series. I'm gonna go Clippers in seven. Shaytan, same question. I think you had Utah in seven. Yeah, I had Utah in seven. I'm gonna say Utah in six, and the specific reason is no team has ever come back from two. 2-0 deficits ever. Not a single team. Never it's done once. Eight every day, Shaitan. It's never done once. So I'm going to – and like Abby said, are, are we expecting Paul George go six from ten from three? Will Reggie Jackson go five for nine? Uh, Marcus Morris shoot lights out. Like, I mean, Mike, Marcus Morris is a lights out shooter in the regular season. But I don't, I don't see them doing that all over again. And let's be – I think the funniest part about this is – Paul George was asked about Joe Ingles in the play uh, in a in the interview, and he goes, "I don't want to talk about him." Yo, we were about to see the old playoff P again. Joe Ingles in his head, but no, I think oh, same question. I think I don't remember what you had. I think did you have Utah? Yeah, I think Rune had Utah. Rune, you there? And maybe he's on mute. Rune, you on mute? No, he's not on mute. Okay, yeah, my bad. Uh, okay, so I was on mute. <laughs> but, um, okay, I'm going to go. I think I had Utah to start the series, and I'm going to stick with my original prediction. But I think I'm going to take Utah in six games because I don't see can PG Right now he's averaging 26 for the series, which is solid. But can Reggie Jackson keep up and average the 18? Can Nicholas Batoon still come in and give you that 10 per game? And can PG still come in and give you 26? I mean, right now, PG, I got to give him credit where credit's due. He's been coming in. He's killing the he's killing the Jazz right now. But can he keep it up? Can this team keep it up? Because I know Kawhi is going give it, to give it his all, and he's going to be there every game. Or I, I would hope so because I think Kawhi, if Kawhi doesn't show up, then that team, team is going to lose. So Utah in six. Uh, and I'm going to go Utah in five. I think, yeah, I think it's over. I Does think Kawhi Kevin, leave then if, if it's five games? I, listen, Does, now it's getting it, – I really don't know now at this point. It's, it, uh, it, it, their season is a failure. That that whole move was a failure. Yeah, I think – I yeah, like Shavon said, yeah. Make it to the finals. They, they came together to win a ring. And to not even make it to the finals is – just but the Western Conference Finals, not even the regular finals. They can't even make it to the Western Conference Finals. And that they is won one game in the second round. So you basically yeah. won one more game. In- no, no, no. no. Even if the series goes to seven and they and the Clippers lose, I, I, that's a failure to me. That means you did exactly what you did last year. Yeah, yeah. You, you proved nothing. You did nothing else different. It, it, league is only getting better. It's only getting more competitive. Next year, you got Clay Thompson coming back. If I'm Kawhi, I'm. Kawhi's ring chasing basically, and there, there's no I don't know I, I I he's not getting it done with the Clippers next year that's for sure. Saw, right now is his best chance with Brooklyn possibly being eliminated. It's it's a fair chance for any team to win a chip this year. I saw I saw a report out saying that if they lose the series, they might look to move PG. Well, then if you move him, that means Kawhi's gone. Yeah, pretty much. 
Unless you're moving him to keep Kawhi and, and then you're getting somebody else. That's unfortunate because PG, they, uh, they traded their whole future. for this. What game. a luxury it is to be Kawhi, man. If, if they ship PG out for another superstar just to police Kawhi. That's I would love crazy. to see a team that trade a superstar for PG. I would love to see that too. Yeah, I don't know what what I've never seen a team that. bend over like this for a for a player like Kawhi. The only the only situation I could see is if Portland <laughs> trades like CJ McCollum and Nurkic for Paul George. Then PG and Dame on one team. Yeah, and that that I can be that I that's the only where I can see who else is are they getting for that? I would I would like I would like that Dame yeah. and PG. Yeah, so that's the thing. Who else are they getting? Are you get? There's no way they're trading Paul George for Jalen Brown, because. Go ahead, Chase. Go ahead. What about Cat? Why Clippers? in the world do Minnesota do that? Yeah, no, I I don't want to touch. They that. already got their wing clear. Building team with a lot of picks and players, and you're gonna add add an aging player for your young superstar possible player. That makes no sense. There's literally no one else you can. I don't. Even That's what I'm saying. I don't think, and I don't think they could get anything for him. Like the reason why they got that much for uh, OKC got um, that much for him was because he just signed an extension. They knew that we don't have to do shit. We don't got to trade this man. We're only trading him because, okay, he wants. He's saying, "Yo, we we tried Westbrook. He got to go now too. It's not gonna work." So he said, "Okay, you got to give me his worth," and they gave him. I'm on. Think I'm saying they didn't give him his worth. They give him way more than what he's worth. Mm-hmm. Okay, see, he's on a clear great path. They're on a, they would have made the playoffs this year if they didn't go into tank mode. Shy, shy, SGA. That man is a future. Yeah. I'm not gonna say superstar, but he is going to be a. He's gonna wreck this league very soon, and they are going to just add talent to that team because of all the picks and possibly a top three GM. And Sam Presti. So, he yeah. knows how to get talent. So, Paul George, yo, man, if they lose this series, plus Mike Conley's not playing. So, if they lose without Mike Conley, 5-1, I think they will. I think best case scenario, this goes six, like most of you guys think, uh, Utah and six. I think best case scenario, Utah and six. I think worst case scenario is what I think which will actually happen. I think Utah wins tonight. And then they kill him in game five. Um. So, yeah. If you're quiet at that point, bro, we just lost to a team without their second best player. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Kawhi is going to – we all thought Giannis was going to be the big fish this offseason. It actually may turn out to be Kawhi. I think the funniest part about this is Masai Ujiri looks like a genius. No, he doesn't. I, Masai Ujiri looks bad in the situation. Because yeah, this, if you could have kept Kawhi for Siakam, and we saw what Siakam was playing like. Wait, didn't didn't Kawhi want Siakam traded for a PG? Yeah, exactly. He but then, P- but then the counter, but the other players surrounding Kawhi would have been much better. Yeah, you would have Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, have I would have. I would have tra- traded Siakam. And they would have. They would have had to trade probably Fred, Fred and Siakam. I would have. I would. Oh, I wouldn't have for what? They're restricted free agents. I can't pay all of them. No, you couldn't have because they were gonna. Russell Westbrook had to be in that deal. No, the, Russell Westbrook no trade is impossible. How could Siakam for those two make any sense financially? Eighty million for one player making what twenty million? That's what I'm saying. It, it was gonna be more. It was gonna be both. It was gonna be both PG and Russ, and they were gonna figure that was that was supposed to be the deal. 
that they were going to send both PG and Russ to Toronto. Okay, so your team is Russell Westbrook, either Fred Van Fleet or Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I'm, I think I'm gonna be pretty damn good. And Norman Powell with uh, uh, Ananobi. I mean, one of those probably had to be in the deal too. Okay, so now we're making up hypothetical situations. I can't. I can't. I can't win here. So, I don't know. And they still, yeah, they have. They still had Norman Powell. They still had um, OG. They still had Kyle Lowry. They still had Fred Van Fleet. Fleet. So. Yeah, Actually, I think that would have worked. Yeah, it would have been five picks, Siakam. Yeah, that's what they got. They got back picks in Siakam and um, SGA. That's what OKC got. They traded uh, uh, SGA and picks straight up and Gallinari for Paul George. So, yeah, uh, Siakam with maybe one more player, maybe Sergi Baca, maybe somebody else. Yeah, that would have changed everything. So that's why I think Toronto made a huge mistake. Okay, so the, yeah, no, the deal was supposed to be centered around Russell Westbrook and Paul George. It would have been Siakam, it would have been Van Vliet, and four unprotected first-round picks. Okay, so I still have Kyle Lowry, Russell Westbrook, Siak, I mean, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I'm good. And Norman Powell, I'm good. And OG, Adenovi. Yeah, I think I can win a pretty, pretty damn good. I need to know how that works in the salary cap. Hey, if that's what they say, that's what they say. Okay, now let's go to the final series. Right now, it's... Hey, go ahead, Chita. Do the whole recap. All right. So we are looking at Philly-Atlanta. Atlanta had won, was it 18 straight home games? 13? It was like 14. 14, my bad. So they won 14 straight home games until Friday night where Philly came in winning 127-111, led by Joel Embiid's 27 points. And tonight they are playing game four, which Philadelphia is currently up 10 points with five and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. Um, This game started off with Trey Young looking absolutely terrible. He started the game 0 for 6 from uh, from the field. And 0 for 2 from the free throw line. Currently, he's at 5 for 17 with 12 points. So that adjustment that they made in game two, where they just gonna throw big bodies at him, and they gotta figure uh, he's gotta figure out how to score over them. It's currently working. Um, he does have 13 assists though, but like Abby said, the best player in the league might be that big center in Philadelphia who on a torn meniscus is still on an absolute tear through of these Atlanta Hawks where they pretty much have to double team him every time. And if they don't double team him, he's probably scoring on you. Uh, Arun, what are your thoughts? Uh, so right now I'm looking at the box score for this game and the 76, I'm actually watching this game as we're doing the podcast, but the 76ers are playing great defense. Uh, they're holding they're holding the Hawks to uh, 20 27% from the field from from three point and they're doing a great job on Trey Young. Trey Young is 2 for 8 right now from three point and he, he he's giving up the rocks. So you're getting the ball out of Trey Young's hand. But um Embiid's not playing his best game right now. He he's 4 for 14, but the Sixers are a very well-built team. Seth Curry stepping up right now. He got 15 
Tobias Harris got 18 right now. So, and Ben Simmons looking like he's he's on his way for to a triple double. So, this team is uh, this team is built very well, and I expect them to. So this is game four. Yeah. So th- I expect them to close out the series tonight, right? So today is game four. Yes. yes. They'll be up three one. Three one. Okay. So they should they should take uh, a, com- a commanding three one lead in this series and eventually finish off the series on the sixteenth. So, but all in all, uh, yeah, the Hawks had a good run. I don't see them coming back in this series, even though the game is actually really close right now. But if if the Hawks drop this game, they could kiss kiss the uh, postseason goodbye. Uh, I'll, Abby, start, go ahead. I think I'll say I thought Philly was going to have trouble in this series because of how they played at two games at home. Plus, they weren't they are not a great road team. But I was shocked Friday night when uh, they straight up destroyed Atlanta. That was encouraging for me because obviously I've been I, – I love Joel Embiid. I've been high on Philly. But I felt they would have a dogfight in this series. And they took, up to, they took it to them. And then today, it's just like Arun just said, yeah, they started – they were up 17 at one point, 18 at one point. The Atlanta Hawks have come back. I felt that Atlanta would win this game. I'm still rocking with Atlanta in this game because I feel like, yeah, like Haroon said, if they lose this game, the postseason's over. I still think the season's over because they're not going to win the series. I think Philly would, if they lose tonight, Philly would close it out uh, next two games. They'll definitely win at home. So, but yeah, I think Trey Young, yeah, he's struggling right now. He has 13 assists. Embiid, yo, man, nothing else you can say. All you can say, all you can want is your best player to give it everything he got. And if he can play and he, and he can, be somewhat himself. That's all you can ask for. And Joel Embiid so far, obviously today he's not playing well, 4 for 14, like Arun said. But overall, he has shown up. He has not quit. He has not. We remember a couple years ago, uh, Shavam always mentions it, that um, against Toronto where he had the stomach bug or whatever, he missed a game or two because of sickness from uh, that Toronto series versus Kawhi Leonard that they lost. Well, he has made a statement. He keeps referencing that he had a child. That changed everything for him, his perspective. And that is a life-changing moment, so I could see how that happened. But, yeah, Joel Embiid, my opinion, he was the MVP before he got hurt. It went healthy. He has zero weakness. And I think he's the best player in the NBA. And Philadelphia should win the series. Siobhan. Um, Well, I I, I thought Philly was going to win this right from the start. Um, The whole series, I thought it it was either going to be a sweep or Philly in five. Um, and I still think it's going to be Philly in five. Um, I'm I'm actually like I'm looking at the box score. I'm not watching this game live right now, but looking at the box score, um, Trey Young shooting five for nineteen. That's just that that's your best player. Um, he cannot be playing the way he is right now. He's two for eight from the three point line. Um, Bogdanovich is doing so. Um, is leading the Hawks right now in scoring, but still a seven point game. Um, I don't think Atlanta has what it takes to beat Philly. They're just it's about Embiid here. Embiid has just been playing lights out tonight. He's not even playing that well, and the rest of the role, uh, rest of Philly players is just playing phenomenal. Um, Tobias Harris, nine, uh, eighteen points. Seth Curry shooting well, three from five from the three pointer, uh, three point line. Um, I think Philly wins tonight, closes out the series. And they're going to strap up to um, – they're on their way to the Eastern Conference Finals. 
Jayton, anything to add? Uh, did you guys just see that flagrant foul on Ben Simmons? Let's not go there. Shivam's not watching this. Arun is. I am. I'm, I'm watching it. That was bullshit. That's, yeah, I can't. I can't. We can't. It's every yo. night now. This is every night. I'm, I'm yeah. going to turn on the game right now then. Um, it's actually nothing. a really close game. So the it's Hawks definitely have a chance to come back in this I series. I think I picked the Hawks but... for this game. I think they're going to win this game. They have to win this game. Yeah, if they win this game, then this series is going to get. I still think the series is over regardless because I think Philly has the home court advantage regardless. Besides game one. And then you saw after that first quarter, uh, Philly came roaring back. They're just down too many points. Seth Curry, man. Seth Curry is just, he has the Curry throne. He has, he's just tape, picking up for the family right now. This man is straight balling. Abby, I'm very surprised that you really have that little faith in Philly. I think Philly, I, I just said it today. I think Atlanta has been such a good home team the whole series. Yeah, I mean, the whole you year. Talking about, you were talking about your favorite, the, you're, you're, you're saying when healthy, the best player in the league. Yep. Against Atlanta. And you well, yeah, I think worst case scenario, they win in six, in my opinion. Worst case scenario, they win in six. I could be wrong and they lose today, and then 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 this is over in five. If they win today, which they are up seven right now or five right now, they they would close us out in Philly because the series is over. I think they win in six, but yeah, and then they go to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then hey, them versus Milwaukee, two powers, the two of the best teams for the past three years in the Eastern Conference almost. Um, yeah, that will be something to watch. I would give advantage to Philly because they are at home. They have the home court. They play better at home. And this is not the bubble. Fans matter. The atmosphere matters. And Joel Embiid is, in my opinion, fully healthy. He's shown it the whole year. Obviously, he's missed games. He is the most unstoppable. He is Shaquille O'Neal, not as dominant in the post because of the size. But he is a mixture of Shaquille O'Neal and Hakeem Olajuwon put together. Shaq cannot shoot free throws. We all know this. Shaq will, tell you, Shaq will tell you this himself. This man shoots 87% from the free throw line. At the center, he shoots over 35% from three. He has post game. He has spin moves. He has mid-range. He has a pull-up mid-range. He blocks your shot. He plays defense. He is the overall best player in the NBA when healthy. And I was laughed at. I'm not saying by you guys, but in general, I know who said it, who laughed at me. So remember Christmas Day when the game started. Oh, Joel Embiid is the best big man in the NBA. Yeah, he is. You can say Anthony Davis, good luck to you. You can have Anthony Davis. Joker, he deserves to be in the conversation, obviously. He's the MVP. If you pick the Joker, I have no issues with you picking the Joker. But that's it. He is the best player. No weakness. Only weakness is the poor guy cannot stay healthy. But this 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 series, torn meniscus, is still doing this, bro. It is he's just the best in my opinion. All right, I guess that wraps it up for this one. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace out. <laughs>